everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am Lisa. I'm Ted. And we are your hosts on Monster Baby Podcast, a curious romp through the worlds of mindfulness and improvisation. And we are thrilled that you are here with us. This is our 32nd episode. Number 32. Yeah. And this one is all about play. We're checking out what does play mean? How do we do it? How do we get that attitude? How does it help us? Yeah. What's it like to hang out there? But we talk about animals and play. Yeah. Animals being playful, all the different kinds of play that people do, and what are the ingredients of play? Yeah, we talk about lasagna and weddings. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, so lots kind of, of things. We're kind of free-ranging. All like, over the place. But like a chicken. I I think you'll like it. I think you'll have a good time with it, and I had a good, I had a good time on this one. I did also. Great. It's curious to me that we didn't start with a game. We didn't play a game. I noticed beginning. that as well. We didn't play. We're very serious. We're very serious. We tend to approach these playfully, I find. Yeah. So hopefully you'll hear it in our voices, that we were play- even though we didn't play a game. You know what? Because you don't have to force joy. Oh. That'll, that'll show up in the podcast as well. A little foreshadowing. All right. We're going to let you get to it. Have a great time, people. Thanks for joining us. Well, we're going to see you on the flip side. Okay. Here we go. Monster Baby. So we're here on the lovely Stanford University campus again. Yes, we are. We found a perfect little picnic table. Tucked away behind what used to be the business school, in between a parking lot or two, next to an art installation. Yeah, it's great. And we've So got, you might hear some ambient noises. I'm confident you're going to hear some airplanes, some cars. Yeah. We just had a dude walk by who Lisa thought might have been a Yeti. It sounded like rustling in the grasses. Uh, it would have been very surprising to see a Yeti here. But it's with, Stanford. with the fires up north, they might be on the move. They're being displaced. Ted and I just taught, we were here at Stanford because we just taught a, an hour long, hour and 15 minute long mindfulness and improv class for the, for the, well, for the general public, I guess, for the Stanford community, although largely for Stanford staff, people who work mm-hmm. in offices and departments of Stanford, generally not faculty. Right. But... Stanford staff, and it was great. We had a good time. It was so great. And we called it Play Attention, so it's the first of a four-week session, and we're just going to introduce them to the, the things we do, yeah. the things you all know about yeah, as Yeah, the combination of mindfulness and improv and how the, what, what we learned from both of them. It was, like, really totally fun. And such a great affirmation of the way that play can just connect people right away. We just had an hour and 15 minutes, and the time from the when people walked in the door... I mean, they weren't super nervous, but, you know, they were kind of in their own bubble. Well, they just came in as individuals and they left as a group. Nice. Nicely yeah. said. Yeah. Which is the, just the best transformation to see. A lot of laughter. Yeah. In just an hour and a quarter. It's like magic. Sure is. So. That makes me want to sing. What do you want to sing? Uh, just like magic, you know. Is that? Uh, oh, no. Do I you just believe lost it. in magic? We are masters the of problem lyrics. Is, the problem is that immediately, I, and maybe some of our listeners will have the same connection in your mind. Do you believe in magic? And I hope you do. You'll always have a friend wearing big red shoes. If you believe in magic. What is that from? Ronald McDonald. It's a McDonald's commercial. What? For sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not my era. No. Post your era. Was the Hamburglar involved? 
I don't know. They were all involved, but that like that is very clearly a McDonald's grimace. Yeah. Yes, all of them. Do you remember who Grimace was? Yeah. The big purple guy. Big purple guy. It's a great name for a, like a dog. That's a bad name for a grimace. A character you're supposed to be friendly with. It's like Oscar the Grouch, like. Yeah, but lovably grouchy. Okay, lovably grimace, like. <laughs> One of the things about being outside again, as what happened the last time we were outside, is that we might encounter spiders or no, bugs or other okay. creepy something, crawlies. Something dropped on me, but I'm <laughs> fine now. Okay, let's get going. Right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. We want to talk about play. Play. Let's play. <laughs> the word play. But, okay, hold the on a second. concept of play, time, not time, the word play. Time out. Yeah. Time out. Before we get into play, I just want to acknowledge that we... Talking about play right now with what's going on in the world, yeah, it's either like a healthy, robust. I refuse to go down with the ship. With the ship, and I'm going to keep, you know, holding on to what is good and true and beautiful. But it could also be like I'm playing music as the Titanic. Well, on. actually, I have a comment on that. This is like the apocalypse. We've got the. I have a comment. All on these that. hurricanes and earthquakes, and now we've got the fires up in Sonoma and Napa. I know. I know. A lot of shit going down. A lot of shit going down. And and a toddler in the White House who's yeah. threatening nuclear war. Right? Yeah. A toddler has the nuclear codes. Right. A lot of horrible things. I was talking to my friend Rebecca Paretsky, who's an outstanding human being. She's a company member at BATS, a great person. And she was like <laughs> making a comment on this, this concept of playing as the Titanic is sinking, playing, right. the, you know, whatever, or f- near fiddling while the... Fiddling while Rome burns. While Rome burns or, or rearranging or- the deck chairs on the Titanic. And she was like, yeah, if the ship is sinking, like, if you're not in control of that anyway, <laughs> you know, like, if there's nothing you can do, then make it fucking beautiful. You know, like, mm-hmm. then play the music. Then then play a bit. Let the band play on. Like, like what are you going to... This is something you have control over, is where sure. the deck chairs, chairs are, and you're not going to stop the Titanic from sinking. Now, I guess the question, of course, in our situation is like, well, do, can we stop the Titanic from sinking? Right. Should we be manning a lifeboat somewhere? Maybe we should be doing both. Okay. Well, we for now. should be playing and also helping the Titanic not to sink. Okay. Anyway, so it's just an interesting spin yeah. on this whole, like, is it necessarily a bad thing to be... Right. You right. know, have the band play while the Titanic is sinking, and it's like, you know what? At least there's music. Yeah. Interesting. Well, the the fires that have been burning up in northern north of the bay have provided a very interesting light, and it is smoky. If you can smell smoke in the air, that's what's going on. Yeah. Because we can, and there's like this really odd it's really filtered light. Really smoky down here, yeah. In Palo Alto, so we're about what, 80 miles from Napa or something, and still getting it all. But anyway, yeah, that's where we are. How are you? Where you are, listeners? Hopefully, we'll we'll wait. Hopefully, the air is clear. <laughs> By the time you're listening to this, hopefully hopefully by the time you're listening to this, the fires have been contained and are out and rebuilding has begun. And we're all we're all back to our breathing deeply breathing selves. Yeah. So okay. So now we're talking about play. <laughs> In spite of all the horrors. Yeah. We're gonna talk about play. Well <laughs> Okay, great. So that's episode number thirty two. Hope that was fun for you. Play. Play I guess the questions that feel that feel important are how do they relate? I, it's very clear to me how play relates to to improvisation, like sure. what improvisation has to say about play. It is less clear to me what mindfulness has to say about play. So I'm interested in that. Yeah. 
and I'm interested in, okay, so what do we do in our lives? How do we, how do we put that in our lives? How do we put play in our lives? And yeah. how do we even define play is a question. Like, well, what is playing? See, that's where, I, that's where I was thinking to go first. So let me give you this question. Well, there's just a little brainstorm. This is almost like playing three things, but what are the different types of play? Like, just think of the verb itself, right? So you can play music. You can you play can, sports. You can play sports. You can play a game. Play a game. Like a board game. You can role play. You can pretend. What play a role in a in a stage you production? You can do room. a play. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's not a verb. Right. You can make a play for some something you're trying to bid can, on or something. Yeah. You can make make a play for it. You can play. be like a player, like player? ladies' man kind of thing. Play. You can play people. Mm-hmm. He played you. Like a fiddle. Like a f- fiddle. While Rome was burning. <laughs> we're, we're, we're diving in there. It's <laughs> called reincorporation. Oh, I see. Thank you. Yeah. Just to play. Yeah, play an instrument. Play playing with somebody's just, heart. Playing a sport, a sport is interesting because it's, yeah, playing with toys. Just, mm-hmm. p- just playing. Playing a... Because it's competitive play. There's competitive play and cooperative play. Like there's different mm, kinds of play. Those are very different. Yeah, and then there's all just kind of. I don't know if it's either competitive or cooperative. Just kind of flat out. Gambling, gambol, gambling, bol, yeah, yeah, gambling, yeah. romping, frolicking, frolicking. I think of the way that your two cats, our Monster Baby podcasts, play with each other. These two brothers who are just. They just jump on each other and. Yeah wrestle and become this big sometimes shifting just, swirl of claws and tails. Sometimes they just like tear around the apartment from room to room. There yeah. are only three real rooms that they can tear around into and they use all of them. Yeah. From corner to corner they just run. They just run. So there's, it's interesting. I think that as we're saying this and the podcasts illustrate this point well, it's like you're doing something for the sake of doing it because mm-hmm. you like the doing of it. Otherwise it's not really play. That's right. And there's a certain attitude about it, too. I think of when, uh, well, our other Monster Baby podcast, Luna, will, she will drag over a toy to me, leave it at my feet, and then look up at me and meow, or like put her paw on my knee like, hey, 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 hey. let's do this. And then she gets this look in her eye like, okay, we going? We going? We yeah. going? Yeah. Okay. That attitude of, yeah, this. Well, you know, that makes play somehow different. So... We communicate to each other. Here we go. I'm ready to play. Yeah. I had we r- we both engage in. There's some there's some shared engagement. There's a, a, an agreed upon ru- agreed upon rules of engagement for play. Yeah. We're both deciding to do this. There was this really curious thing that happened the other day. I was walking at the beach, and I saw this guy coming towards me, and he had two do- two big dogs. I'm okay around dogs, but. Sometimes nervous. And he was, he had them, he was keeping them close to him. And then one of them, I guess it wasn't on Alicia, it started to move towards me and he was going to call her back. But I, in my mind, said, you know what? I'm going to choose not to be afraid. I'm going to choose to play with this dog. I'm going to put, communicate to the dog that I'm ready to play. So I kind of got low and put my hands out in front of me on the ground, like, you know, the position the dogs take. Yeah. Kind of get like, okay, here we go. And that made the other owner relax. And so he let his dog come. And then the dog came and was like, was bounded over to you. me, and she was ready to play. And yeah. she was totally friendly. I'm like, whew. 
escape that one. But that was me making a choice to say, I'm going to take on this attitude yeah. to communicate to this play. other being. Let's get in this space. That's cool. And I felt pretty good about that. That feels like really, you know, that makes me wonder where else can we do that when we when we are right. tensing up for a for a blow, you yep. know, we're tensing for like, oh God, oh God. And then it's like, well, what if I just choose to play with whatever's coming at me? Yeah, I try to do that a lot, like in the travel spaces of my life. Like when I'm getting on the subway or I'm checking out at Trader Joe's or it's like, can I align the food stuffs on the oh, you, conveyor you make belt? make a little game for conveyor belt making, And for the person who's going to be doing the checking out. So yeah. it's like, oh, we've got this little snake coming down the conveyor belt. Yeah. So, I don't know, you know, it doesn't mean anything, there's no... It's just for the joy of doing it. Just for the joy of doing it. It's for the joy of doing it, for the shared, for the shared joy in it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so, I don't know, it's so fun. I just find that so attractive in other people and I like myself more when I'm in that space. Yeah. Like, just creating fun for the sake of creating fun. Yeah. Profligate. (laughs) Even wasteful, like seeds in the springtime off a tree, just fun just yeah so i like <laughs> playful i, I, like I, re- I recognize that, uh, that playfulness is such is a must-have quality for for me for uh, people in my life people that i'm close to yeah that you need them to be able to be playful must be playful yeah must be playful yep. and that playful can show up in a lot of different ways there's sort of like a game for anything like yeah let's see Sort of, kind of, let's try it, let's try it. I kind of up for anything, yeah. not holding things too too tightly or too seriously, not needing things to be for a particular reason. Just like be, kind of being willing to explore. Sometimes it's verbally playful. Sometimes it's physically playful, yeah. being willing to sort of engage physically. Like, so there's like a lot of different kinds of play. Um, but I, but it is wildly important. It, 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 it makes me recognize, and I've often over the over the years been aware of how lucky I am that my that I play every day yes I play every day and part of that is because my job is playful yes we play games people say you know oh you're an improviser where do you you know where and I say oh I play it I play at bats that's where I play it's not where I work it's where I play Mm. what we do together is we play together oh yeah I play with I play with this person Mm -hmm. and that is such a rare it's just such a rare thing for adults to say that yeah yeah, we, we play together Unless they play music. Right. Some musicians. But even actors don't say they play. They say they work. We've worked together. Yeah. We do table work. Or they acted or rehearsed, yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not as, play is the currency. Yeah. In, in improv, and I, f- I feel so lucky about that. And I recognize that not everybody, people who have lives outside of, outside of improv or, you know, uh, where they where they have a really clear avenue for play. I'm interested in, so what does that play mean? Like, I believe that play is a really sacred, I believe play is sacred. I think that, sure. that, that it activates, it activates ways of being in us that are attentive and trusting. And I think you have to sort of feel safe enough to play. Mm-hmm. And so if we can play, we sort of allow ourselves to open up and be responsive and attentive and, and collaborative with somebody. If it's collaborative play. Sure. Sometimes it's solo play. But what, but what, are, what, what are the ways that people can sort of chase play is an interesting question of like, yeah. how do you put play in your life? Well, going back to what you were saying about it being sacred, I think it also creates a bond that is different from other forms of intimacy. Yes. 
right? So it's like it when we're talking kind about, of intimate. Yeah, the, 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 our group building with our first class session today, when they left, they were different than when they came in just for the sake of having played together or the intimacy that you have with a pet that you throw the ball for the dog and the dog goes and gets it or, or you come home and they, they, they're ready to go or a, a playmate from when you're a little kid yeah. or, you know, uh, an improv troupe that you're with. Like, there's some oh, totally. special or if you, bond. if you guest with an improv troupe, there are people that you've not met before, but you play together, it's yeah. like, oh, we're in. We're yeah. in. It's so yeah. different than small talk and, quote, unquote, getting to know you. Right. It's like, no, we have built something. To, we've created something together. Yeah. So that's done. Like, the connection is made. And it creates a special avenue into the heart that it's a direct thing. Because like, you've shared an actual piece of yourself, which is different than telling them information about your life. It's really different than telling them... So this, and this is an interesting thing to explore. What, what have you shared about yourself? Uh, well, that's my question. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But, but I think there is some risk or vulnerability in sharing your imagination or okay. sharing your... You know, improvisation is in some ways inherently vulnerable because you're like, all right, let's build something together. Yeah. I don't know you, but like this, this act that we're doing is trusting. Yeah. It requires trust. So I'm going to come in here and I'm going to trust you. I'm going to choose to trust you. And you are not going to give me a reason not to, to regret that. Right. And, and, we're, and we're going to create something. And if we can do that successfully, we, we are so much closer than if we spent, you know, if we spend an hour playing, it's so much different than if we spend an hour sort of interviewing each other about our lives. Yeah, I, I, there's still some mystery to that for me, like... Is it just because we're choosing to be vulnerable with each other that alone creates the bond? Or is it because we're creating something? Mm-hmm. You know, like there's something in the world now because the two of us had that interchange and now here it exists that it wasn't there before. And that shifts things somehow. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is powerful. It is really powerful. Yeah. It's and so connective. It could, it could be, in my experience, it's as connective as having a deep conversation or as connective as being sexual with somebody or I mean obviously it's different than those two or as connective as having a long time work history with somebody or you share something day to day right it's like it's a shortcut to that stuff and usually those things take some time to build too and playing is like like just bypass the normal process shortcut for me it's a shortcut to affection Mm. it's like it's got this warmth and this yeah, I just like this person. Yeah. I just, I just want to be around this person. Yeah. And doesn't have to have a uh, sexual charge or romantic charge. It's like, yeah, this, I just want to be around this person. Mm-hmm. It's very magnetic. Yeah, it's very magnetic. Very magnetic. Yeah, I, the, the, going back to your question about where do people find it if it's not their thing, right? Yeah, if, it, if, it's not, if you're not required to play to do your job. Right. <laughs> like I am. Is it, do we compartmentalize? Like, okay, now I'm going to work. And now I'm going to play. I, I would hope that. I can't imagine. It's threaded throughout. Separating them, separating them. But I think that most people do. Mm-hmm. And there are some workplaces where it's not okay. Like no, we don't want you to be playful. But there are folks who recognize the value that it creates—a nimbleness and a flexibility and a mor- boosts morale. You know. Well, it just gives you. You should have a better time. Yeah. There's a buddy from the Applied Improvisation Network, Andrew Tarvin, or Drew Tarvin, who calls himself a humor engineer. He used to work at Procter & Gamble, and he used to, uh, he just has started doing workshops and 
conferences and speaking engagements about the value of humor at work and the value of play at work. And he goes in, people have a great time with him. You know, he just, they just love it because he gets people connected. Yeah. You know, it gets people connected and they have a good time. I mean, in some ways it's like wildly simple. Super simple. Play a game and everything loosens up. Everything loosens up. Everything loosens up. We're just playing a game. Okay, so here's a question. Sometimes I am resistant, as much as I love play, sometimes I am resistant to it. Or I can even be resistant to joy. Mm. I noticed that this weekend. I was at a conference. Loved the conference. It was called uh, EQ School. So it's all about emotional and social learning and included growth mindset and applied improvisation and yeah, mindfulness. Yeah, you were in your zone. It was, I it was your it. happy it was like, place. Yeah. And sometimes when we would start a session, a big group session, usually there'd be like thumping, enthusiastic music, like boosh, 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 you know, like every, and the people up on stage were like, all right, everybody, let's get up and dance. And, and each person who got introduced to come up on stage would be like, dance, 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 dance. And I thought, you know, I'm just, can we, we don't, can we tone this down? We don't need, we don't need to have to be happy. We don't have to be playful all the time. So I found myself I a little I mean, resistant. I'm gonna give your I'm gonna give you a little bit more benefit of the doubt than to say that you're resistant to joy. <laughs> that feels like a little bit strong. But it was like oh, fair enough, but I just I thought like okay, 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 okay. Okay, all right. Yes, we're all very supportive, and this is yeah. all very exciting. Yeah. And it just wasn't working for you at the time. At the moment. Yeah. And maybe it's my constellation of hunger and fatigue. And yeah. Who knows? There's also like overstimulation. There's, I actually experienced this a lot when I coach improv groups and there's sometimes <laughs> I hate phony enthusiasm. Right. I hate it. And so and a lot of times it shows up right when people come on stage. Like they have learned to be really excited about being there and you just see right through it. And I'm like, yeah. just actually be excited to be there and, th- right. and let, allow that to look whatever way it looks. And there is an element of showmanship that you have to you have, the audience needs to know you're excited to be there. Yeah. You can't look totally yeah. bored and be like, but I'm excited. This is what excited looks like on me. Ladies and gentlemen, Eeyore. Yeah, right. Okay, woo. Yeah, like uh, you, you know, you, there needs to be some, we need to be able to, there needs to be some like stage urgency. You right. know, some like, yeah, like my body is engaged and it's activated my muscle, whatever. So the audience can see that you're excited to be there. But putting on this like mask of over-enthusiasm is like alienating. Yeah. It's, it's the opposite of connective. You know what I felt like? Maybe maybe this is an analogy that'll work. It was like when there's a, a group of kittens and the mom is just tired. She's lying on her side and they're like all jumping on her head and trying yeah. to bat her ears. And she's just like, oh, really? Don't want to play. I'm, I'm, I'm so... I'm over this. <laughs> I think that was me. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, okay, kittens. All right, All kittens. right, go do do what you got to do. Yeah. I'm not into it. I'm going to go lie down in this box over yeah, here. Yeah, but that's, di- that's different than I'm resistant to joy, I okay. just will say. Thank you for giving me credit. Yeah, yeah. Different. It's different because it's not authentic. Or it, didn't, it wasn't there for you. Or it wasn't there for it me. It wasn't working right. for you. And yeah. so it, there's nothing that says it has to. Good, good, well said. You know, saying you're resistant to joy almost feels like you, you actually are happy, but you're fighting that you're happy. Right. Well, and you don't allow yourself can, to feel happy. I can love play without necessarily always wanting to play. Yeah. Okay. Fair I enough. mean, I love lasagna. <laughs> it's not the only thing I want. What if I were to put the cheese on the lasagna in a playful pattern, snaking across the top? I'd be like, "Would you just make me a pan of fucking lasagna?" Yeah. 
Just put some lasagna, as great as it is. Or if I like put a birthday candle in it and lit it. Is it my birthday? Maybe. Well, birthday if it is, lasagna. then that Happy feels- Happy birthday to you. Okay, hold on. If it is my birthday, the candle seems fine. Okay, what if it was uh, in the shape of a hippopotamus? We're trying a little too hard here. We're just trying, the lasagna <laughs> is fine on its own. You're like you're like the mama kitten. You're like, enough with the play. Uh, I just, the lasagna's good. Okay. Yeah. Layers. This is in layers, <laughs> this conversation. I know. No. Uh, I know. It doesn't feel like our most streamlined conversation as so far. No. But, but that feels like, fine. Like lasagna, you know, it's got layers. We, we, okay, side note, the last two people who have walked by us have been wearing air masks. Yeah. I'm wondering if we should be. <laughs> if we should be wearing masks or should be inside. Yeah. You know what? We are engaging. I have a little bit of a headache, I'll be honest. It's like I'm, I don't know if it's that I'm getting over a sickness or if it's that it's smoky. Right. Well, so listeners, if you notice that our voices get raspy and husky by the end of this thing, we sound like blues singers from the 1930s juke joints. Yeah, then acknowledge how turned on you are and then remember that it's because of the smoke. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Play. Now, you asked about... So forced play, for, you know, like, yeah, having play imposed upon you when you're like, hey, like, mm-hmm. there's something there. But th- th- those feel like different things to me. Okay, and, and sort of going along those lines, it can also be something that breaks through a sourpuss mood, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes I'll be feeling cranky and someone will f- find a way to play with something, to break through with humor and like, oh, it just shakes things up, loosens things, gets rid of the tension, just relaxes. And that is totally welcome. yeah. It's an interesting thing to note. Yeah. I was I was surprised by my resistance earlier this weekend and yeah. wondered about that. Well, I would so here's something interesting. Play is an interaction, but that was not an interaction. Oh, interesting. You know, so play, like we were talking about, is like, okay, we both show up on the on the field of play, on the playing field. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a rehearsal room for music or if it's a playing field like in sports or if board it's the games. theater or the stage or a game board or whatever and we're all like and we opt in yeah but you didn't you weren't given the option to opt in true so it's so you know it, and if you try to make somebody play a game and have a good time it's not gonna right. you know they have to show up willingly yeah yeah you know yeah yeah give them the option to pass okay that makes sense yeah i would go back to your you were asking about where it shows up where play shows up in mindfulness. Yeah. And I think in many types of mindfulness practice or many ways that some people teach it, it doesn't show up a whole lot. Uh-huh. And I find that, I don't know, troublesome or unfortunate, I guess is a better word. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I'm trying to do in my work in the world is to say, hey, we can combine these things. The mindfulness can be playful. And... I first learned an expression from the Mindfulness in Schools project when I was learning how to do this .b curriculum, the idea of playing attention rather than paying attention. Mm -hmm. And so we, again, we use that image of the spotlight of attention that you can move your attention anywhere and we start with it as as a checking out things in the body. So noticing sensations in the feet and then moving up the legs to what's going on in your calves and then your shins and then the knees and the hips. And we sort of move that spotlight, and you can zoom in and focus in tightly on the, oh, it's a big toe, the toenail. Or you can sort of have it be wide, the whole, from the hips down to the feet, right? Lower half of the body. 
But then there's an aspect when we get into that first meditation where like it jumps around. So it's like, what if that spotlight goes to your right ear? And then from your right ear to your belly button. Mm -hmm. And then to your left eyeball. Can you feel your left eyeball? And it just jumps around this really whimsical way. Mm -hmm. And I love that notion of we can choose to put our attention somewhere, but with that playful attitude of, ah, ooh, what's next? Mm. Where can it go? Yeah, so a playful approach to, you can take a playful approach to serious work. That's right. And so it can just be, it can just move around, but it, it doesn't have to be this somber, I'm now doing a body scan yeah. and moving through systematically and making sure I hit every single cell in my body yeah. so I have full awareness of my entire being. But instead it's like, I don't know, where do I want to go now? Yeah. And There's kind of a, that makes me think of, it makes me think of doing things in a way that's, that, that, that it's like, let's see if I can amuse myself or you yeah. or the people that I'm in line with. Sort of like, let's see if I can get a, see if I can get somebody to smile. Like, let's, let's right. just see. And when, even when you're by yourself, it's like, let's see if I can do this in a fun, let's just see if I can do this in a fun way. Yeah. And part of that is, is unpredictability. So like we talked about this a lot with improv, about breaking out of patterns. So, okay, well, let's see. Surprising yourself. I've got, I've got plenty of time to get home today. Let me take a new route. Let me take another way. See what I see. Let me see if I can get there without a map. And so play is like another way to foster curiosity and kindness. Like it sort of brings those two right along. They're like, they're all cousins. Or they facilitate play or yeah. something. I mean, it's like yeah. they're, sort of, they're sort of tied. I think you can't play without curiosity and kindness. Right. You can't play play in a mean way uh, well you can't i mean you you can be a dirty uh, like a dirty athlete you but know that's not but that's not really playing it doesn't feel playful that's competing or something right yeah, yeah. but isn't compete i mean competing is playful yeah there, there's a there's a different tone yeah there sure right is. i mean you can you could play with somebody's heart or like play with somebody like a cat is playing with a mouse where you, there's a cruelty involved there's cruelty involved the cat is still doing it for their like it's like they're having a fun they're yeah they're giving themselves a good time they're doing it for the joy well they have a biological imperative right but I, I there, there are you know like a, somebody who's a sadist yeah might think that they're playing with somebody and just being really cruel yeah but I think the way we're talking about it it does it implies a kind of curiosity and kindness yeah and generally it applies a two way two way opt in yeah and and the other person doesn't opt in to being manhandled on a basketball court or right Right. injured or shoved you know it's like that's not that's not a playful moment even if the whole game is like we're pl we're quote playing a game yeah yeah so i think that's where it shows up most in mindfulness for me is this letting my attention move around in an unpredictable uh manner where i'm just trying to explore things in a, in a new fashion but that that unpredictability brings a vitality and a buoyancy and a, uh, a kind of hop to, mm -hmm. the, to the investig investigative step. So I think that that sort of buoyancy or the idea that approach can be can be can be attached to a lot of different things in life, making lots of different little like if you like if there's some little ch change that you want to make or something that you want to explore, but it feels intimidating or it's like oh I'm not sure I know enough about it in order to actually do that. Like you want to do a new diet or you want to do a new. Uh, morning routine or you want to do a new it's like some change you want to make you want to make, keep your apartment more clean or some like sort of lifestyle change sure you can say well i'm just going to play around with the idea of 
you got to play with it. Like, well, play with that idea mm. and see, just see what happens. Kind of like hold it lightly and play around, play around with it. Mm -hmm. And it can sort of, or like experiment with it. I think experimentation is similar. Mm-hmm. And that, like, I'm not necessarily attached to the outcome, but I'm going to see what it feels like to do this sort of thing. And it takes, it's the, the preciousness of the outcome of doing it right. Like, that's not a playful. Yep. Yep. So this is all. That's not a play. That, that thing is not a playful attitude. So we're going all the way back to our relationship with failure, right? Play loosens up relationship to failure. I think so. Just try stuff out. I'm thinking of design thinking and, like, iterating, like, well, th this unpredictability of, what shows up in a moment of play might surprise us. I'm like, ooh, well, maybe that would actually work. Well, let's play more with that. Yeah. Yeah. And a kind of brainstorming fashion of, this might be a ridiculous idea, but I don't know. Yeah. Let's try it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you're bold when, you're play, when, you, when you play. Mm -hmm. So in, in, in the same way that I have this belief that improvising activates our nobler the nobler version of ourselves. Yes. And our, our sort of no, the nobler aspects of our character... And that it's bold, generous, attentive, careful. Rather, you care for the person caring, that you're playing with, yeah. caring, imaginative. I wonder if play is, it really underlies all of those things. It's mm -hmm. like you're, you know, you, you play boldly, you play generously because it's collaborative. You're open. You're vo willing to be vulnerable. You're trying something. You're both coming to this place to engage together. It feels. That maybe all of those things that I like about the way improv w would want you to be is the, sa is the same with play. Doing things because it's fun to, it's fun to do it. Prioritizing fun. <laughs> Prioritizing fun. Prioritizing fun. I like that. And I don't think, I think a lot of times fun gets the, is last on the priority list. That's an interesting definition, that to play is to prioritize fun. You think it's true? I don't know if it fits, but I like, I like that notion. Yeah to say, this matters to me, and I'm going to find ways to make this happen. Yeah. You know, it kind of indicates that twinkle in the eye. Yeah. How can I make this fun? And so there's a, there's a definition I I've heard. I want this to be more fun. Yeah. Which is that play is the voluntary um, attempt to overcome unnecessary obstacles. Hmm. Voluntary attempt to overcome unnecessary obstacles. Yeah, great. So, so you choose. You create rules. You put things in front of you to have to like, ooh, let me see if I can get my apple core into the trash can that's 30 feet away rather than just walk walking over there over and throw it away. In. It's not about, okay, oh, oh God, oh God. Maybe I have already mentioned this on the podcast because it's so awesome. But there's a video by Alan Watts, or rather a video, a video that, that is sort of images under an Alan Watts voiceover okay. where he's talking about life is more like a dance than a, than a journey to a destination. It's more mm. like a dance than a journey. It's like the universe is inherently playful. Oh my God, this is so, this is so apropos. Yeah. <laughs> it was, the universe is inherently playful. Like a piece of music or a dance, the point is not to get to the end of it. Mm -hmm. If the point of playing a piece of music was to get to the end, then all we would hear is, a, is the beautiful final chord. Right. That's not the point. The point is going through the whole thing. And the point of a, of a, of a dance is not to finish it. The point is to dance it. Mm -hmm. It's like there is no end point of the universe and existence. We're not working all together to get to a place. We're just we're, here. We're doing what we're doing. We're just doing what we're doing. We're here. We got for this time on earth that we have. Yep. We're dancing. It's not, the point is not to get to the end of it. So 
but so but we live in a place that that or rather in a way society is built in a way where we're always chasing the next thing oh you're out of kindergarten you're going to first grade oh now you get to go to second grade oh wow you're going to be in middle school now you're in high school you're going to graduate you get to go to college once you call, once you graduate college well you're going to get you're going to get a job and you're going to get a promotion and now I'm working on my bonus and now I got to stick around until I get this thing and now I get a retirement and I've got to work for a few more years so that I can get that when we're you retire also, you can play when you're retired you can play <laughs> and it's like, A, you might not get there. Sure. You know? And B, it's like, and B, I think it actually probably, living in this system where we're always chasing the next thing gives us this really false information about what life is about. Mm-hmm. Which is that that's the measure of your success is that you've gotten the next thing or you're on track to get the next thing. And there's so... I think that can be so limiting. Right, rather than did you dance along the way? Did you dance? And what was the quality of your dance? How was your partner? Yeah. Yeah. What moves did you were you able to incorporate? Yeah. In? What did you try that you didn't even you, mm. you you never learned how to do? You just tried it. Yeah, just because it emerged, seemed right in yeah. the moment, you know. Love that. And what's your music? Like what? Like that is what a beautiful the idea that the universe is inherently playful what we are just here yeah we're all just accident accidentally living on this earth and we build meaning about it you know but it's we're not aiming at a particular endpoint. so yeah. let's just get off the fucking treadmill hindu hinduism has a notion of divine play called leela oh right that's you know that, that's how the universe got created just like whoop. divine play hey here it is i, I love know. that yeah and that that's that's a fundamental reality of the, what's going on i love the way you describe that that the Alan Watts piece. So, okay. All right. Play. I did a, I officiated a friend's wedding and in her wedding, she is an improviser. We know, we know each other. Part of the way we know each other is through improvisation. And as part of their ceremony, they identified five values that they hold as a couple, hmm. which was so cool. And had people talk on each one, had, had different people from their community talk on each one, and they chose the people based on who they believe really strongly in, embodies that value. Okay. And I was officiating, but they said, we want you to talk about play. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I had to think about, so what is it? What is it? Like, what they didn't about, want you to talk about restraint? What about play? <laughs> discipline. Somehow I was not chosen to talk about discipline. Uh. And, and organizational prowess. <laughs> but the play piece, I, I, said, I, the, I remember saying that play is, is a sacred thing. And that there are going to be times in life when it feels like play is the last thing on your priority list. And in mm. those times, it may be the most important. Lovely. To play. It may be the most important thing to find time to do. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful thing to say to a couple getting married. Yeah, that was my hope, is that it would be beautiful. To remember that, yeah. That's, <laughs> well, I suppose they invited you to say it something about play but they did invite me it was not unbidden the weddings I've conducted them my the piece of advice I've given to each couple is you are marrying someone that you don't know yet mm. right so like it's not going to be this person 10 years from now is not going to be this person you're marrying somebody they're becoming so you're committing to marry an evolution yeah and so to to remember that to not try to hold on to this that doesn't really have anything to do with play but that's what I said at a wedding <laughs> I do wedding too. Here's what I said. I said something good also. That is a beautiful thing. And I'm not convinced that it doesn't have to do with play, but. Okay. But but maybe. 
Are Maybe that's just because I think everything has to do with everything when you get down to it. Whoa. I know. It's deep. <laughs> that's like so many layers. It's another of episode of cheese lasagna. and pasta. <laughs> cheese and <laughs> tomato sauce. Mushrooms. Is there anything that you'd like to add here about play and improvisation? I mean, I, as we've said, Listen, I think Listen, I think play is good just... for your soul, okay? Boom. That's what I think. Boom. Oh, Done. play play and improvisation particularly? <laughs> well, I've said this before. <laughs> I've said this before, and that is that one of the things I like about improvisation is you actually can't do it unless you're having fun. Rather, no, that's not totally true, but fun is one of the central ingredients. And there may be times along the way where you're really working on a, cra- on a, on a piece of the craft or the skill that it's not fun. It's like right. work. And that's fine, of course. But on the whole, if you're not having fun doing, doing this, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You just shouldn't be doing it. I sort of apply that... Like, I think joy is a value. Like, joy is crucial. And Mm -hmm. I think I shouldn't be having... Like, if there's anything that I'm doing that is consistently not showing me a good time, I don't think it belongs in my life. Mm. But I don't know that very many people believe that. Like, I'm not sure that people really prioritize, like, this should show me a good time. And there are plenty of of definitions for what a good time is. Right. And, yeah, and as you're saying that, I'm thinking of, again, another little mindfulness flip that a lot of times we can change how we're thinking about something to make it more fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So it can be, uh, John Milton said, the mind can make a heaven of hell and a hell of heaven. Like, mm. you can take some negative situation. If you bring that, you know, you get down on your front paws and you're like, okay, life. Right. What next? Right. Okay. You throw me that? Okay. Oh, here's what I'll do with it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that that thing, that image of you deciding to change from fear or tension to playfulness is like really powerful. Mm. It's transformative. And, and it, it it both changes the way the outside world meets us. And how you and meet. And how we meet the outside world. What so, comes at you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So they're both there. That's it's really cool. cool. Yeah. And I really do think, I really... Squirrel just showed up. Really great squirrel. The, I, I really do think that, that play is inherently, it's just good for you. I think it activates mm-hmm. a part of your being. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's your soul. I don't know what that is, but yeah. maybe it's your soul. Or maybe it's like you're, like you're exercising just a part of your, your, your being. Mm. That's a really important part to keep active. Yeah. And that it can atrophy like any other, like any other part. And oh, nice. So, and I don't, I'm not going to base that on anything. That's an unfounded theory. Right. Uh, we, I don't need a science, scientific backing for that. I think that play it, is good for you, but I think play is really good for you. As you're saying that, I'm thinking of like a, a light in the heart, you know, it's just like beating with, pulsing with light. Like yeah. somebody's playing, somebody's playful. They've got this radiance to them. Like, yeah. Okay. And, pl- and, and I think it's also really important that play doesn't, need to look any particular way so if it's mm. like oh and, um, i should have more playful playfulness in my life i guess i should go do some laser tag or something you know what <laughs> i mean it's like playfulness is can be anything right i have a friend who who does a oh she might be listening noelle i'm talking about you she did this this series of events called shakes and cakes and it was like you watch a Shakespeare movie, and and she made a baked good that was appropriately themed. Uh-huh. The shakes and cakes, and had these like parties, and would send out these beautiful, like typeset invitations for them. And I was just, I never made it to one, but I always was so impressed by the thing. And that feels really playful to yeah. me. That feels really playful to me. 
people can make games out of all sorts of things. Like right. I, if there's something that I want to get better at, it's like I'll make a little game. I'll make a little game about it. Right. Give myself points. I saw this TED talk recently of a guy who just did these hilarious things with rubber ducks in his roommate's bathroom. He just was playing with his roommate, and he just kept getting all these rubber ducks, and he would line them up in ways as if the ducks were having conversations or having a gathering, a religious gathering, yes, or yes. or like that they were coming out of the drain of the bathtub. And and it just kept expanding, expanding until like he had hundreds of ducks going out from the bathroom into the <laughs> hallway. And his roommate just kept getting exas- more exasperated and more exasperated. And they eventually agreed that he could have one duck in the bathroom. And so he went out and got this huge inflatable <laughs> duck that was like eight feet tall and took up the whole bathroom. He's like, I only, there's only one duck. He's playing with the rules. Yeah. There, th- that reminds me of a little playful thing that happened in my parents' neighborhood. This was after I was not living at home anymore, but somebody on the street, and this is like, this is the part that I love. One pink plastic flamingo appeared on the lawn of yes. the house at the far end of the, at the end of the street, the corner. And then, like, the next day or two days later, there were two of them, and one of them was further down the lawn, and then one of them was just showing up at the end. And then there were, like, five of them, and they were all making their way. And eventually, there was, like, a whole flock of these plastic and they, of these plastic they flamingos, and they migrated You'll over the it. course of a month, probably. And it was so exciting, because every time I came home, it was like, oh, maybe the... Yeah. I wonder. Oh, they must. They'll be getting to our house soon. Yeah. And I, I don't know who did it. I don't know who was responsible for doing that. Somebody, yeah. under the cover of darkness, would go out and move these flamingos. But it was this like playful bid of like, yeah. isn't this fun? Look, we're all gonna. This is funny. It's like an elf on a shelf. Yeah, except elf on a shelf was like weird about like Big Brother society and like surveillance. You know, you're being oh, like right. surveillance. No, I'm thinking of the friendly elf on a shelf, who's just like always doing something different. Yeah. You don't know what's it going to be today. Did I tell you about our? Okay, for those of you who are um, sensitive about religious things, this is maybe a little blasphemous, maybe. Okay. In the house, the apartment that I used to live in, with improvisers, my friend Ian, his now wife Sarah, our friend Casey, we we did a, a Christmas party one year and we always had a craft at our parties and that craft was ornament making so we had all of these different we had like popsicle sticks and pipe cleaners and foam and fabric and like all construction paper you can make your little Christmas ornament and somebody made for the top of the tree a popsicle stick cross and a pipe cleaner Jesus so like a little a little Jesus mm-hmm. on the cross it was yeah made out of pipe cleaners made out, made out of pipe cleaners and he was like on the tree and that was great that pipe cleaner Jesus on the cross stuck around and we put him on our wall. And one year, when Easter rolled around, oh boy, somebody in the house, and it was all, and for the first time it happened, I was really surprised, and I don't even know who was responsible for it the first time, took Jesus off the cross. Yes. And put him, like, he was wandering through the apartment. So he was, like, in the fruit bowl or, like, hanging out the top of a cereal box or, you know, sitting on top of the water faucet. He's risen, amen. He's risen. Exactly. He, like, get off his cross and go wandering through the apartment. Sure. And then every year we would, like, create, like, the duck thing. We'd, like, create different little scenes for him to have gone and done. And he would, like, you know, a week later he would make his way back to the cross and stay there for the year. And then the the next Easter he would get, you know, get off and go somewhere. It's just such a delight to live with people who have this lens of oh this would be fun right oh this would be fun because mm-hmm. it's a lens oh this would be fun 
But, but, and I think that that's a skill, is to look for, oh, that would be fun. Yeah. And to let that influence then what you do. Well, this is, this, so this is the kind of thing we come back to regularly, and I'm sort of getting to the end here. Yeah. Um, of this is something we can cultivate. It's yeah. an attitude. It's a mindset. It's a, it's a way of being totally. that self-perpetuates and then it, <laughs> maybe the wrong word, but infects others and like gets them yeah. with us, right? So I love it. So I want to encourage yeah. encourage people to try it out. Yeah. Do something wacky. Like or, or change something on your shelf. Just something little. Do something that is the result of making it slightly more delightful for yeah. you or someone else. Right. Hey, this would be fun. What would make them smile? What go would do, make them delight? Go do that. Or Feel what, delighted. Yeah. Or what would make you smile? Love it. Try it. I think that's a decent send-off. Great, great. There's your assignment. Please, it would be delightful for you to report back and tell us what you tried. Pass along the play. Press play on your MP3 player. Uh, we didn't talk about that. That's another form of play. Pressing play? Yeah. Hmm. Other times with mindfulness, we might ask you to press pause. That's right. Now we're asking you to press play. I like that. All right. <laughs> that could be the title for this episode. It could press be. Press play. It could be. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening. I think listening. we're going to wind this up. We're going to wind it up uh, like a top, and uh, we're going to spin out of here, and uh, hopefully you'll stay balanced and uh, oh boy, take the spin somewhere else. We're still going. <laughs> All right. From our toy shop to yours, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy lasagna. Goodbye. On we go. <laughs>